I will warn you in advance. I have no idea how we are going to achieve what I have planned this morning, but I have every confidence that we're going to have fun. Um, We may not get everywhere, but it's not just about me. It's about the incredible body of Christ that he has placed inside of this room. And this morning, I sat having coffee with a small team of people who have served all weekend, and we all went through our, our greatest highlight from the weekend, what made us most excited and made us come alive. And I listened as five people with delight in their eyes shared the things that had happened over the weekend because they were given permission to have a go. And they were given permission to see what happens when they partner with God and create with their lives, with their service, with their art, with their music, with their dreams. And they took a risk. And I shared with them how for me the greatest delight is just to watch what God does in the body of Christ when we're all able to play and so my heart for this morning is that we kind of in some way bring that back and throw it back at all of you and I I want to involve lots of different people which is going to be challenging one of which involves the kids who right now are creating something that they're going to bring back in And so I'm going to have Simon come up quickly because he's going to share something. So now we can get on. Okay, I'm going to do a really risky thing. I love this man greatly, but he loves to talk. So his challenge this morning is to tell us what happened when he painted this painting and pick out the punchlines. Go for it, Simon. You can do it. Okay, we can do this. Okay, so drew this during worship. I'll hold the picture. Keep going. Yeah, there you go. So I drew that during worship uh, yesterday. I've never drawn during worship at all. I don't draw much at all, really. Uh, But um, Aline challenged me, and I thought, why not go for it? Uh, So the idea is that you've got... It's Simon. It's complex and meaningful. (laughs) You've got the, the blood of Jesus running down the cross, and then you have the fire of the Holy Spirit running up the spine and the skull of a person. So it's about healing... Um, a person's head and uh, back, funnily enough. Um, and um, basically, um, we uh, then showed the pitch to the people who were there. And uh, the first, there were uh, two people, you had a word for two people who had car accidents. So I just put the photo in front of them and just moved it upside down and then just put it on their back as well. And they experienced God powerfully. Um, and then... Um, I believe part of the back was also healed as well. Uh, there was another gentleman who I then, uh, who had had a, um, um, who'd just been gardening the day before and had some muscle back pain as a result of that. And we uh, just put the picture on his back and um, he wasn't able to bend down properly previously and then was able to bend down the whole way at the end. <laughs> so pretty cool. Very yeah. cool. You did brilliantly, Simon. The one bit he missed out is actually a detail I loved. So I'll just share that bit, which was that, I don't know if he's here, the gentleman who had been doing the gardening, but often when we hear a word of knowledge, we don't realize it's for us because we think that it's trivial. And so he didn't respond to the words because he thought, oh, it'll go away in a few days' time. You know, it's quite common. I'm getting old. The number of times I hear my dad saying, oh, but it's just aging. But God's heart is that we would be healthy and well and whole. So Simon, bless them, had asked God who the painting was for. And he knew it was for this man who didn't respond. But Simon went to him with the painting and he got healed. 
which is really fun. So great. Thanks, Simon. I have a, um, a gift. I wish I could read my way through this, but this is for Andy. He's going to give me it back. But this is treasure. There are everyone who was here sat for five to ten minutes last night at the point they wanted to go home. <laughs> and they wrote down what God had done in their lives throughout the weekend. And they just wrote about the goodness of God and how he had touched them. And I think the most challenging thing for me is I love when we see the supernatural taking place, when we see those significant great moments where something impossible happens. But some of the greatest impossibilities are the ones that are sometimes the least celebrated. They're the moments where somebody writes, I always knew God talked to people, but I didn't realize he could to me. Or where somebody writes, I, I've always wanted to bless someone, or I never realized that I could pray for someone and see them healed. And it's just been so much fun seeing how, in simple ways, God has just turned the lights on in people's lives, and he's changed and transformed them. And I promise you that transformed people transform nations. And so this weekend was about transformation for each person that came. And it began with their own encounter and their own encounter with God. And there are a couple of people who are going to come very quickly with their pieces of art because they've just taken a risk during worship time to do something two of them I know have not done before. Kezia, I think, has done before. But I'm going to have Kezia come and talk about it. He loves this picture here. Can you see it? Okay, I'll hold it up. And Kezia is just going to share a little bit about what this painting is releasing. Great. Oh, this um, actually began with an encounter I had with God. And um, when he often, I'm often on a horse with him, like gallivanting to different places. And um, he, and I, but I, he told me to, to draw it. I've never actually drawn a horse before. And, um, and because I felt like it was uh, an invitation for us um, to go into like new lands and into a new place and with looking at this whole weekend of stuff about creativity I felt like there was something God wanted to do where I think sometimes we um often stand uh I felt there was something really significant in not standing next to the horse but climbing onto it and being ready to go that there was almost um a shift that God was doing with us here as a whole body of actually from us from almost our um, our surface, that if you're standing on the ground in a landscape, you're kind of walking with your legs, and we know how to do that. We know how to walk, but actually God was calling us to ride, and you can get much further, much faster and I, when you, you're on a horse. And I just felt like that was just in terms of a, a broader thing for us as a family, as we learn more about who we are as as creative people and as children of God and, and, and expressing that in whatever way that looks like in our lives. And there's actually new lands and kind of new adventures for us to go onto and into. And that there was just, whenever I'm on the horse, there's always um, uh, the Father and um, Jesus with me on it as well. And the horse is kind of like the Holy Spirit. Um, and yeah, and that was, so it's kind of an invitation to go a bit further and to do it in a way that you've maybe never done it before to actually get onto a horse instead of maybe walking (laughs) it's a great word okay whenever god releases a word we celebrate it but actually it's an invitation just like hezia said and there are people in the room today that this word is for you and i actually felt like there are people in the room who've never said yes to jesus who've never said yes i want to get on 
on on with you. I want to relate to you. I want to know you. And I want to travel into a new landscape that looks different because I have you with me. So if you're somebody who that relates to, or just generally you're at a stage in your life where you want to say yes to Jesus in a new way and connect to him, do you want to stand up? And Kezia is just going to quickly pray for you. So go for it. And she's going to pray. It's there for you to receive. There is a new adventure for you to go into. Yeah. Yeah, Father, we, we just say we love you. And yeah. we, we love that you're all about adventures and you're always yeah. about increase. Father, yeah. you just want to take us deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. So we just release right now. Yeah that wind of your of your presence father god of that call lord of that cry where you call us deeper into you god and we just release that right now we just ask that you would seal it on our hearts lord jesus when we just also release and and impart just that creative and uh, anointing lord jesus to see things in new ways lord to see you jesus through eyes of 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 love and creativity and expression amen amen If you want to have a chat with Kezia afterwards, I would love you to come and share what happened when she released that. And if you are someone who said, yes, I I never really said yes to Jesus, please come and tell us because we want to take time to pray with you. Thank you, Kezia. Are you having fun? Yeah. Okay. I love when God gives us pictures because they, they crystallize a memory and they give us a tag to hang on something did in our lives. And for some of you, you're going to be seeing that picture for a long time because it's going to keep on encouraging you. So come and chat to Kezia at the end. Okay, Katie and Nicola, come and tell us about your paintings. Katie, I'll go get your painting. Give them a clap, a huge clap. Woo-hoo. Katie, go for it. Yeah, that'd be great. Don't bring that one over. Okay, hopefully it's pretty obvious actually what the picture's of. But um, (laughs) it is because it's incredible. Is that not incredible? But the meaning behind it, um, I was looking at the leaves when I came in and God spoke to me that I should actually draw one and paint one this morning, particularly in a pool of water. And it's actually representing the fact that um, in autumn, leaves fall, and it's the shedding of stuff that's old, that Mm. needs to decay, that needs to go. But there is something beautiful in the autumn leaves as well. So actually, in in the falling away of something Mm. that shouldn't be there, that's old, that the time has passed for, that that you need to get rid of before the new life can grow, like it does on a tree. And the reason it's in a pool of water is the representation of the Holy Spirit. That actually in the shedding of that old, that season past, that thing that you've been holding on to, mm-hmm. um, is just taken off and drifted away down the river of Holy Spirit, which actually then allows the tree to grow as well and to spring that new life. So it's really about getting rid of a time that's gone, a thing that we've been holding on to for too long, that needs to just fall away, but in the best way possible, giving it to Holy Spirit to let it float down so that something new could grow fresh and green in its place. Wow. Really good. Here you are. That's a great word, isn't it? And it's a really good truth to remember that that is what God says in many seasons. But for some of you, this is today's season. This is actually a word into your moment and your, what's going on in your life. And I feel like there are some of you who have been anxiously waiting for a season change in your life. 
there have been things that you've been asking God about, praying for, and Katie has just released the, the key for you. There's lots of keys around today, and the key is that you have something to let go of. And so sometimes what we need to do is a practical or physical act to actually say yes to God. And so if you're someone who wants to respond and wants to let go, I just want you to simply do what we just did, to stand up, but to open your hands as you do, and to see yourself letting go, and to imagine that leaf falling, and then just let God show you what he's going to do as Katie prays. Um, and if you're near to someone who stands up, sometimes it really helps if we have people around us partner with us and just pray. So I'm going to ask those of you that are near to anyone who, ha- who stands up, you don't have to ask them what it is. You don't have to ask them what the change is, but just partner with them. Lay a hand on their shoulder and just sweep off them whatever they're letting go of and release the love and the blessing of God. Okay? On you go. If that's you and you want to respond, stand up. People gather around about them. If it's you, open your hands up. That's just a symbol of Jesus. This is what I'm giving you. See the leaf falling to the ground. Yeah, we just declare this is a season change, that the past is gone, that there is a new season. But we also declare that that the fruit and the goodness from this past season is going to bear fruit, that those leaves are going to go into the ground. They will be nutrients for the next season. But we release you into the peace of the pool of the Holy Spirit. We declare that this is a moment where the past is gone. The end is over. There is a new beginning. And we just declare life. We look forward to spring. And God, I just ask right now that you would open up the imagination of every single person standing, that they would begin to see the spring, that they would have a vision of what there is ahead to hope for, what you're going to grow out of this season and what's to come. And I just release an impartation of grace over the season of winter as they move from this season into the hope of spring. So God, just give them a vision of where they're moving and where they're going into and release peace and hope for that. In Jesus' name, just receive. Okay, Nicola. Thank you. You pop it back on these. That would be great. Um, okay, so um, I just had this um, picture of a dancer just, and I felt like it's a freedom to create and express yourself and you're just... And I think quite a lot of people think they're not creative and actually all your thoughts are creative and everything you do is creative. So I just felt like God is giving you this freedom to be creative and express yourself in whatever way it might be. And if it's dancing, drawing, painting, making new things, imagining ideas, whatever, just, yeah. And Nicola, am I right that part of this is your encounter from the weekend? Yes. What's happened for you over this weekend? Um, Well, I think over the weekend I kind of felt like I got this new freedom to be creative because I felt like being at college when I was studying fashion, I felt like all I was doing, like all the creative things I was doing was just for projects. And I didn't feel like I was free to create because I wanted to. And I just felt like that was released and I feel free to. to Okay, there's something... There's a specific nature to this freedom, and it came in her testimony. And that is that she spent her life having to perform and to produce, but God gave her freedom to be and to be in the presence. And that's why this painting looks different from anything she's created before. There's a beauty in it. 
there's a partnering with heaven and earth. And I even feel like, actually, it's interesting that dancer is completely white, like the white on the Scottish flag. I think there's something about what God's doing in our nation that he's releasing in this. So this morning is a great opportunity for God to change lots of things in people's lives. And throughout this morning, we're going to be discovering lots of different creativity. But if you want to say yes, even just now, I've been performing. I want to be free. I want to be awakened creatively. Then you can stand up. Just say yes to God. And Nicola's going to pray for you. He's going to do a great job too. So... Yeah, just as a tone to thank you for all these people and for all the ability yeah. you gave them to create. And Amen. I just want to release that in them and I just want them to feel like they're free to create yeah. because it's what they want to do, not because it's what they have to do. Yeah. And it doesn't have to make sense and it doesn't yes. have to be for something like it, it just can be whatever they imagine because you give them the ability to create yeah. things. And it might be weird and it might make no sense to everyone <laughs> else, but it's, it's from you. Amen. Okay, we are all ministry team in here. If you're standing up, stay standing because you need encouraged and you need given courage to pursue the freedom you've just been given. So those of you who are part of HSSL, who are part of this church family, who've been with me all weekend, you know how to speak encouragement into people's lives. I just quickly want the people around about to speak encouragement, to speak prophetically. Just make sure everyone in the room has at least one person who encourages them. Go for it. And if you're not joining in, find someone beside you and encourage them. Okay? There's plenty of targets in this room. Okay. Well, I do have something I want to share with you myself this morning. So there's lots of great stuff already happening. I love what God is doing. But I I really felt as I prepared for this weekend and for what we were doing throughout the weekend that there were things that God wanted to say to us as a whole church family. Um, And the first thing is we've been building up our courage and our understanding of what it means to share testimonies, to use testimonies, to give them away. And I, I just want to remind ourselves that our testimonies are more than words. And when something When we love somebody, when we go out on the street, what we are doing is we are being more than words. We're going above and beyond what is to be discovered in the Bible, and we're giving somebody a hug like this picture up here shows you. So we are creating life. We're giving people an encounter, and when people encounter God, they should feel like they've been kissed by him. And I love that when the HSSL students were sharing that one of the things that they were most excited about was that they loved people well. And you should always leave somebody feeling like they've been kissed by God. That's kind of my standard. However it goes, whatever I feel or think about it, did they feel honored? Did they feel loved? Was it as though they had received a kiss from God? If it looks any differently, then I need to go back and talk to God about my own heart and what's going on there. So we need to give people a kiss from God. Okay, this morning is all about keys. Can't really miss them. They are everywhere. These keys belong to people who were here this weekend. And on them, they've written the the people that they're going to go to and what God's given them to go and open doors in this city. So take time to have a look at them. There are more keys going to appear there before the end of this morning. But God is giving us keys. And um, I painted a, a simple... 
very simple painting this morning because I felt as I was preparing that the key that God is giving us in this time and season is a key of passion. And so we have a little key with a clock in it that says the time is now and, and the key is passion. don't know if you can see that. Can you see that? The kind of bit on the end of it. So if you remember nothing else from this morning, I'm sure there'll be lots of bits. The key that God is giving us in each of our hands is a key of passion. It's time for passion. What kind of passion are we talking about? Well, I feel like the first key is our passionate connection to God. So the key that he has placed in our hands is an invitation to unlock intimacy and to enter deep inside of his heart. This is the scripture for this morning. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your It's the first commandment. It was Jesus' response to his disciples when they asked him about the law. And we as a church have been unraveling this thing that we call the law and discovering that the law was meant to lead us into relationship, not into slavery. And that we are born to be free people who live in connection to a loving God. And the truth is that when Jesus came to this earth, he came so that we could reconnect to God. It's like he's plugging the socket back into the wall. And I think about it, you know, for years, the illustration has been the cross making a bridge. Well, I kind of want to change it into an electric plug going into a socket. Because I feel like what Jesus did on the cross is he connected us back into the heart of God. Imagine the heart shape on the end of the plug getting plugged back in. And the truth is that our connection with God is what empowers us to live powerfully and to live free. And God is reconnecting us. So that first key is the reconnection. And I think some of us have got kind of waylaid in our pursuit of the passionate heart and connection and intimacy with God because we've tried to do it through performance rather than through relationship. And so we've started off with great intentions, reading our Bible, getting up early. How many of you are like me and have made more lists than you know how to count, have got two or three weeks into it and been utterly exhausted and thought, I don't feel any happier. I don't feel any more connected with God. What's wrong with me? Because the the books and the biographies seem full of people who are way more holy than me and who created this great connection with God. And the truth is that we are already connected to God. We don't have to work for our connection. The connection is there. And the only truth is that once we're connected, it can only increase. The connection is there. Jesus did that bit. Our job is to press into that connection and to enjoy that connection and to allow God to speak deeply into our hearts. And creativity is the key, I believe, or one of the keys to keeping our connection to God alive. And some of the testimonies that I've read from this weekend is, I feel so much more able to connect to God because I can do that through poetry. I could do it through painting a picture. I could do it through listening to a piece of music. God is way bigger than just one mold for us connecting with him. And the truth is that that's what the world needs to know too. Because God speaks in many different languages. You know, there's books that have been written about love languages. If we apply them to our relationship with our husband or our wife or our girlfriend or our best friend, they change our connection to them. 
think about how your relationship grows. It's over a great meal. It's when you remember the first dance you had with them. It's when you listen to a piece of music and it sparks a memory. Heart connections really matter. But the most important one is your heart connection to God. And he wants it to look colorful. He wants it to look alive. He wants it to be filled with memories. And I I shared this weekend how for me, there was a moment with God where I realized that he was keeping a photo album too. You know, like parents have photo albums full of their kids growing up because they're the memories of a parent who watched every single part of a child's life with as much delight at the moment they were first born. Chat to Andy. You know, he's right in that moment. But he will still take great delight when his new granddaughter is 16 and 18 and 20 and he gets to enjoy her birthday or a moment. But what's even more precious is when a child grows up and they choose to invite you to their birthday party or they choose to phone you and to say, I just wanted to talk. And so God is hungry for us to know that he's storing up memories, that he values our connection, that he is inviting us to know him but he's waiting for us to say yes. And some of us think it's about us, but some, the honest bit about us is just the invitation. We just have to say to God, I'd love to come and hang out. Can we spend some time together? This piece of my heart I've never talked to you about. And that bit in our head that says, but he knows all about me already. He knows about you, but does he know you? Because a connection is about being known. It's about being trusted. It's about sharing a memory in a moment. So number one, you've been given a key. That key is passion, and God wants to have a passionate connection to you. And creativity is a key in that. And it's a key in a bigger sense because we're hungry to see God continue to stay connected with his church and with this land. Sometimes we use a big word called revival for that. But basically, it looks like living in the loving, wonderful presence of God every day of our life and that flowing out of us. If we don't keep creating, we put a plug on it. We get stuck in one song. We don't move into the next season. We don't have a new photograph to express the next moment. Our journey should be an ongoing scrapbook. There should be a new song, a new dance, something fresh about our relationship with God that people can grab onto and enjoy and hold. And we all have it in us because we're all created by him. Do you know who this guy is? Okay, this is one of our heroes in Scotland. He's a guy called Eric Liddell. We've just had the Commonwealth Games in the city, and I've been living in the midst of people who've celebrated this man as a great athlete. But he wasn't just a great athlete who did the impossible on the track in the Olympics and won a race he'd never trained for, but he was a man who honored God in the best way he knew how to in his generation and his time, and you can go and read his story. But one of his famous phrases is he said, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And it's one of my favorite quotes of all history because it's so freeing. Here was a man who was growing up in an incredibly religious church and was actually very, very tied to some of the religious rules of the time. But he knew God had called him to China, but he also knew God had made him fast. 
And he discovered something about the wonder of being in the moment, doing what he loved, and giving pleasure to God. And his teammates said about him, they knew when the connection to God happened. He'd be running along in the race, and then he'd suddenly tip his head back. And they'd go, that's it. That's where he's experiencing God's pleasure. And I believe that today, that passionate key is God saying to you, it's time. It's time for you to discover what you're passionate about. It's time for you to discover where you feel my pleasure. And some of you have never been given permission to do what you love and to know that God likes it. And it's part of how he made you. So if you're a runner, run. If you're a snowboarder, snowboard. And Paul Mannering talks about this, and he talks about Mount Shasta in Reading. And he says, you know, there are people that look at that mountain, and some of them think, I want to climb to the top of it. That's me. Where's Mark? We're climbing to the top of it. There's someone else that looks at it and thinks, I want to go ski or snowboard it, and I'd probably still be there, to be honest. But there's other people who say, I want to photograph that. These guys, they get their cameras out and they take pictures of it. There's other people who'd say, I want to take a picnic and sit in the meadow with my family and enjoy the moment. We're all different. There's something that makes us come alive and it's important. It's the facet of God. And this mountain here represents the church. And the church is made up of all kinds of different facets. And the truth is the world will not see the beauty of God if we don't come alive to our passion. We need to live passionately for what God has put inside of us. If you have a heart to be a medical scientist who solves diseases, go for it. If you have a heart to write great articles for newspapers, do it. If you want to be the best mother there's ever been and dedicate your life to raising kids that know and love God, go for it. I went to a retirement party recently for a woman who changed my life in my, as I was 18, 19, 20. And one of the, 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 the hardest things for me was my mum got taken into hospital on the same day. And she didn't get to be there to be with her friend as she retired and to sit with other people who'd kind of served 10, 15 years in Scripture Union and loved kids. And I stood there and I thought, you know, no one ever honors mums. My mum is an incredible woman and her heart and her passion was to put all of herself into me and my brother and my two sisters and the many people in our community. And I just thought, you know, I want a retirement party like this for her because it'll validate every other young woman who believes that actually they want to make a difference in the community and the home where they are and, and change what family looks like. And our nation needs that. It needs people who are willing to sacrifice themselves for other people. And you don't have to have your own kids. You know, I don't. But I believe wholeheartedly in loving and caring for people who are growing up and will be here when I'm not. So passion. Go after the passion that God has put in your heart. Be like Eric Liddell and discover that moment where you feel the pleasure of God. Play with it. Have fun. That's the freedom I want to give you this morning. There's another half to that verse of scripture. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. We're so hungry to see God touch and change this city. I've spent two weeks going in and out of the Royal Alexandra Hospital in Paisley. Oh my goodness, the people need love. They really do. But the best way I can love them is to love me. And we've often made the mistake of thinking loving other people looks like sacrificing our own joy 
sacrificing ourselves. And yes, there are times where we have to make that choice. I know many of them. But it's also true that to be fully present with a person, you have to be free from that little part of you that feels unloved. You have to be free from that part of you that just is crying out to have someone sit and spend time with you. For you to be available, it's a good noise. For you to be available, you need to be fully present. And, you know, I said this weekend, when you're fully present, he can be fully present. And we want God's presence in our lives, in our families, in our church, in our communities, in our nation. But to be honest, if you're sitting in a room and your mind is chock-a-block with a committee discussing inside of you whether you're good enough, whether you should do this, whether you love yourself, what happens in the morning, you're not present in the room. And I think the hardest part is many of us have gone out into the street, into street ministry or into church service, but we've gone there because we've wanted to love God and our focus has been pleasing him. But while we've been there, our own hearts have been breaking. And so what we've presented to the world is our own need rather than the presence of God because we're not fully present. And so God so wants you to connect in with that plug, with that passion to open and unlock what he is doing and to move into that place. How's that on? Yeah, it is. Um, to move back into that place where you're free to give away the goodness of God because you're full of it. Okay. Look at your fingerprint. Okay, it's unique. It's individual. Your fingers need to be all over this world. And when they are, we will fully reflect what God is like. Imagination gives us a glimpse into tomorrow's adventures and possibilities. It is the window through which we view the future and from which we create ours. When we partner our imagination Heaven with heaven, we see as God sees, and the possibilities become infinite. Every possibility begins with the courage to imagine. We've been learning how to imagine with God all weekend. We've been learning how to plug ourselves in and stay connected. And that verse of scripture is true, and it includes our imagination. And so this morning, we're going to have something happen. We're going to transition. I'm going to have Simon go and tell the children's ministry guys they need to come back. Um, I'm going to have the team that have something to share to come up. And we're going to try and in the next 15 minutes minister to everyone through what everyone's created. And these are people who've partnered their imagination with God. And they're having courage to believe that God's going to do something when they sing, when they show you a picture they've created, when the kids come back in and share some prophetic words with you. So, Kesley, I'm going to have you run with your art first with your team because I think that's quickest. So if you can jump them up, that would be great. This is our gift to you, church. They've been busy all weekend. I'm so proud of them. Um, I, I was laughing with them this morning. I said, you know, God is after that performance thing. And it is quite hilarious. You only had 45 minutes to prepare this. But let's face it, you had enough time to not look stupid, but not enough time to be able to perform brilliantly. So receive what they have. They're taking a risk, but they, it takes courage, and they have a lot to share with you. Hello. Well, we had um, some fun just towards later on. Are we in the right order? Can you, oh. can you guys step under the wire? Because I'm aware that there's some little children over there who are in here because they want to see your pictures. And they're actually positioned where they won't see them. So, oh, 
Sorry, I need to move back back into the keys. Yeah. So we wanted to um, create some sort of visual art um, objects that would release um, and just prophesy yeah. into church. That's great, really. Andy. Just let the kids sit across the front so they can see. Sorry, right. I'll hold it up. I'll hold the keys up. That's much better. Um, Perfect. And we um, felt like it would be really good to sort of do three different things depending on um, and prophesy into sort of where we had been in our history and our legacy and our inheritance as a church, where we kind of are now and where it is that we are going. So, Nicole, do you want to share a bit about this one? Um, so we just kind of uh, thought about the church building up all the values and the good relationships and stuff and um, how that affects us. You'll be able to look at these after, guys, okay? Um, and this one, the middle one, was done, that's sort of like where we are now. And there was the sense of like um, glory coming, like there was a sense of movement of something coming down, but also glory coming up and new life. And heaven invading Hope Church, that picture. There we go. Thanks, Mary Lou. And the final one is the future. So we took from some of the prophecies that we've had over Hope Church, um, in particular the idea of it being a beacon church and the connections and network that we will make with other churches and, and other people not only within Glasgow but out with um, the whole of the United Kingdom and then the globe as well. Um, and also these, so, so you can see from the top the spiral and the fact that it's coming from heaven as well as out from us. So the idea of this beam of light and then each of these dots are either different churches, people, connections and stuff that we're making in the way, the way that like God's glory just shines and connect, creates this complete network that lights up the entire path. And each of these, if you like, is the cultivation of new fruits and new flowers that we were talking about that, that comes out from where we are at Hope up here on the top of the hill. And you'll notice, hopefully, across each of the three, there's a pathway that shows the journey we make it up the top. <laughs> Thank you. This is an incredible job. And I think what I love about that is that there are lots of people going to come and join this family and they need to know our journey, but we can put it in a picture and let them discover what's in it. But that vision picture is a way of communicating like Andy spends his life trying to communicate vision. Is it not fun to have a picture that does it for you? And yesterday we had Arjan, who's here, show us how in a boardroom he uses Lego to create vision with managers and team leaders. And um, I didn't say this to him yesterday, but I feel like God's giving him a tool to help church leaders that you'll go into churches with teams and you'll have them construct Lego in their leadership boardroom. They'll discover their identity. They'll work out how their Lego models and gifts connect together. And it's going to build the church in a way it's never been built before. Who would love to be on a church leadership team playing with Lego? You know, <laughs> kids, would you like to play with Lego in church? Do you like Lego? They're looking at me with a, yeah, you have Lego, don't you, August? It'd be great. Okay, we have a really special treat for you because we made a film yesterday. So um, the film team, stand up quickly if you were part of the film team. Okay, we had some people creating spoken words and poetry. Sarah was out there learning how to be a photographer. And they've put together a film under the direction of Mr. Simon Parnham. So enjoy the film. I've not seen it yet either. Do you want to wiggle around?
goodness, do we have incredible people in here? How many months would it take to produce a promo like that for what God's doing in the city? How many hours, come on leadership team, would it take to create a declaration that speaks hope and life and imparts and gives away the goodness of God? took us 45 minutes in the presence of God and some absolute incredible stellar work by our director at the back. Simon, how many hours? Simon, I want an honest answer. Did you go to sleep? So he took it home overnight and turned it into that. Imagine that on the YouTube, on the internet. What will it do in our nation when people capture that God is building us up into a people of hope? It's incredible. I'm so impressed. Okay, we have a great worship team, and some of those people and some other musicians and singers got together, and they are going to come up behind me right now. If you are about to release your song, um, these guys put together, can I steal it actually? Is it still working? <laughs> These guys put together uh, um, a song for you. And is there someone who wants to just share? Because I asked each of these teams, what do you believe God's going to release while you're showing your film or while you're bringing your pictures? And I want these guys to tell us before they do it what they're hoping God's going to do in this room as people listen. Uh-huh. Um, this is actually really hard. A, writing a song, which most of us have never done before. And two, writing it in 45 minutes. <laughs> Unbelievably hard. <laughs> yeah, so the whole purpose of this is that, like, God is, God is like, plugged us into something. And we've been, we've been, like Aline was saying, like, we've been plugged into Jesus. And he's given us lots of things. And we get to transform a world around us. And through us, God gets to move. And so that is basically what this song is about. Thank you very okay. much. There's something else that I, I watched this group yesterday. Um, am I right in thinking this was really challenging? Like, I know you love each other, but having to work with each other to create something, like the people who painted did not go off in their own corner and paint a picture. They had someone else working on the same canvas, getting their brush and mess all over what they were creating. These guys had to sit together and collaborate to create a piece of music. And I think for some of us, we've thought creativity has to be independent and it has to be about an individual. But I believe that when we work as community and as God's people, there is a greater product. And so as these guys sing, I believe what's going to happen in the room is that some of you are going to have courage to collaborate and to step into community who've currently been isolated. So listen to this music. He put in you my heart, my plan for you is older than you know. Through you I choose to let my glory show. You are the family of God. I put in you my hope, my joy, my love, my plan for you. Don't pick it up, let it flow from 
together and bring our peace everything's so much better and we have amazing children in our church and they are incredibly creative and so they have brought us some keys okay now I have to tell you can I borrow your keys I promise you can get them back after church okay because I promised the adults the same thing because they didn't want to give me their keys either but we are the family of God, and God has given each of us a key. And our key is important because it unlocks something different in the kingdom. And so these guys are going to share what they've brought for us this morning, however you want to do it. Yeah, well, the, these, these guys, we had the three to five this morning, and um, we just took them on a journey. We just got them to lie down, and um, we talked about what keys were um, and opening a door and taking in. So I just got them to go on a journey, open a door and go through and see what they saw. Um, we would. <laughs> We've got some. We've got some of them through next door, and we never, never had a chance to bring them through. And we're just unpacking them. But God was just showing them a lot of different goodies. So I think um, one I just did before we came through. Who got the Who got the apple? Who saw the apple on the table on the kitchen table? Was that Sam? Was that you? Was it Was it you that saw the apple on the table? Yeah, yeah. Sam, could, do you want to come and tell us what you saw? Yeah. No, that's okay. Sam, is it okay if I tell people what you saw? Is that all right? Yeah, thanks. That's great. Okay, well, one of the things Sam saw, and he just went in, 
and he saw a kitchen, a table, and there was some apples on the table. And we started to unpack that, and, and, realized, and he says, well, apples are really healthy. They're good for you. He said, well, God's giving you good things, but he's helping you to bring health to people. He's bringing, giving you healthiness to give to people. You have a key of healthiness to give. So it takes a little bit of unpacking sometimes because you see very normal things, but as you unpack that, sometimes they ask Jesus and get it for themselves sometimes. So we've been encouraging them to ask when they see things and, and unpack what, what God's giving them. So that's just a couple of things these guys were, were getting. Lydia, you were with the 5 to 12, yeah? Um, so we are obviously with the flow this morning because we were building with Lego. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in Nehemiah this morning and looking at how um, a king from a nation who had ransacked a whole nation and taken everybody into slavery how God was able to change the heart of a new king so that when his slave was upset because he heard the bad news about the state of Jerusalem, that God was able to influence that king and to send back people and resources to build the city of Jerusalem back up and how God was able to speak to Nehemiah and tell him how to get that done. So we were... Um, experimenting with building Lego by just trying to guess what was in somebody's head and then by somebody telling us what was in their head and then by being allowed to ask questions so that we could get the detail and know how to actually build what it was that the other person was thinking about. And we were looking at the um, Lego instruction manuals that come with the sets of Lego where we don't even know the person, but we can build something that somebody else thought about and build it really accurately because we've got a, a really good plan. So that's what the children were doing this morning. And then they were asking God um, what thing it is that um, God has on his heart for this city that they can contribute. And so some of them have actually written that on their keys already. And they obviously want to take them home so they can be reminded of that. Um, but some of them have still got the key that they're going to actually ask God the questions. What is it that you want me to do in this city? What is my part in your plan? Which is brilliant because that's exactly what we all need to be doing. I have a couple of things I'm going to say, but I really would love parents who don't yet have a child in the room to go and get them because we really want to honor the people that are working out there. So if your child is not yet in the room, please, can you go get them? Um, we all are being given keys this morning. The key is about passion. Please take time in your own time with God to connect and to ask that. And know that you are part of an incredible family. Are you not? Okay. And we all have a part to play. But some of us need some help and some input from others to give us courage to believe it. God, I thank you that you have been giving and imparting and releasing a multitude of goodies this morning. You have blessed us abundantly. You've shown us how inside every single one of us, there is something that you are excited to see get out. And I thank you that we're claiming the promise in Romans, that all of creation is waiting for us to know who we are and to release it so that the world would be redeemed. And this morning, I ask that there would not be one person who leaves this room without personally hearing from you what you have to say to them about what you like and you love about them. Amen.